Welcome to the Mind Body TV podcast with Dr. Kim Duramo. I'm a conventionally trained physician sharing how the body heals and how you can access this state of healing effortlessly. Hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Mind Body TV. I am Kim Duramo. I am really grateful to be here today. I'm going to share on a topic, I think, uh, coming up for a lot of people lately um, regarding relationships. So let me just hop into, oh, we'll go into Instagram today as well and share in there. <laughs> How's everyone doing? I'd love to hear where you're tuning in from. <clears throat> Hello, Aphrodite Health Coaching. Hello in Facebook. All right, let's do that. All right, here we are broadcasting from Mind Body TV. Welcome. I am Kim Duramo. Yes, thank you. I would love to hear where you're from. Uh, Meryl from Southern California. We have Nadine. Paul from Vancouver. Layla, someone from Montreal. Aphrodite. Awesome. Shia, hello from New York. Florida, Lakeland, Florida, Colorado, Cortez, woohoo, the Netherlands, Rebecca, Germany. I love you, Kim. I love you too. All right. So I'm going to talk today about relationships and specifically how to allow an upgrade in your relationships by deepening yourself. So what happens a lot of times is we become more awakened. We realize where our relationships are out of alignment or where like we're being lied to or there's manipulation or there's codependence or there's just like falsehood or, or where our relationships just really aren't serving us. Like I had an invitation a few weeks ago and my first inclination was like, oh yeah, let me make this work. But as I kind of like thought about it, I was like, I'm really not feeling this is a 10 out of 10. Like I don't really want to do it. I feel like I should do it. I don't really want to do it. So, you know, we didn't go forward with that. But as you become more awakened, you start to live from a deeper space. Where it gets glitchy is then we sort of like become frustrated with how our relationships are, right? We know how it could be. I could be living these authentic relationships. And here's what that looks like. And here's what that feels like. And you're letting that in. I could be in a, a mutual respecting relationship. Um, and then we're like looking at what we have and it's super frustrating. And so one of the things we do is we use the old operating system to try to create the new reality, meaning like, let me make it happen. Let me just have a conversation. Let me force this. And it's like, I'm going to speak my truth. Well, if there is a little tincture of like anger, righteousness, or frustration, it's not your truth. So then we get really frustrated because we're like, if, if this person could just see, or, oh, this person is just so unconscious, right? What we don't see is we're projecting all of the unseen parts of ourselves onto these relationships. <laughs> so the, the reality is, the truth is, our relationships are a mirror. Our relationships are a mirror. And so whether it's your relationship with your spouse, your relationship with your mother, or your relationship with like some neighbor or, you know, just a person maybe you're not as close to, 
those relationships can really trigger a lot of things in us. And when we see the relationship as outside of us, we do that, you know, using the old paradigm to create the new reality. We go after it. Let me try to get them to understand. How do I make them change? Oh, if only they would read this book, right? We're trying to make that person change. But when we actually deepen, we look in the mirror and we see, whoa, who am I being that's creating that? Or who was I being that created that? Who could I be in this moment that could create it differently? And so it's not that we don't want change and we don't get change. It's just that we look at how who am I being is the change I'm looking for instead of how can I get that person to be different? So I've seen a lot of people, um, especially when they find my work or they find my book, The Mind Body Toolkit, and they read this and like so much awakens in them that they'll then say, oh, how do I get my kid to read this? How do I get my husband to read this? And the actual reality is go deeper within yourself with what comes up in you relative to your kid, with what comes up in you relative to your spouse, with what comes up in you relative the re to the repairman who maybe is like ripping you off or not communicating well or who, who knows what's happening. Who am I being in this relationship? And so there's a few pieces first, right? Is like, how do I see them? How do I see them? Am I seeing them with judgment? Um, so hold on one second. I'm just going to write this because the second piece is, is coming up. What I want to share. Am I seeing them with judgment, anger, frustration, right? Like you'll see your girlfriend, like complain about her husband. Oh, he's just this and he's that and blah, blah. I can't get him to do this. And so complaining is a symptom that something's ready to change. So that's good news, but it's a symptom that you're still functioning from victimhood, right? So if you hear yourself complaining, you're in that sort of first stage of like, whoa, I'm aware what I actually want. I'm aware that this is not serving me, but I'm still functioning from victimhood, lack, and separation. I'm aware this isn't serving me. How do I make a change? How do I go after it? Uh, how do I get them to understand? And it's this, you know, clenched fist or like fear frequency or fight that we're approaching it from. Now, the, the tricky thing about that first stage, right? So there's like three stages of awakening. That first stage, we we may have awakened, like, wow, I can see my mind and my body are related and something's going on in my body that I don't want. How do I make it change, right? That's why it took me like two years before I healed that autoimmune disease. It's like I was trying to heal myself from that old consciousness. So in that first stage, you've got to realize you are not in the consciousness where you could comprehend the solution. Because the solution may be, um, and I just got off the phone with a private client, and this is like one of the main things that was coming up. So it's like, wow, this was so perfect. When we're in that frequency, we're still in fear, we're still in fight, we're still seeing things in separation, we're still in victim. Why is this happening to me? We aren't in a space where we can conceive and receive the solution. So how do we handle that? <laughs> so one of the things I always have people do is like soften your body. Breathe more deeply and slowly. 
And if that's all you do, that will get you so much. But one of the layers that comes with that is, I'm softening and breathing. I still don't have clarity. I'm softening and breathing. I still don't hear the guidance. So if I'm softening and breathing to soften and breathe, it will actually create an amazing opening. If I'm softening and breathing to try to survive the lack, limitation, separation consciousness I'm in, it won't, right? And that will look like, I'm doing EFT dabbing. It's not working. I'm softening and breathing. I'm still not hearing anything. Or, oh, I'm trying to do the thing. It's not, you know, they're not listening to me. You always have to go back to, because stage one, right? If we have three stages of awakening, stage one is like the most uncomfortable. Because we're aware, like, oh, everything is a reflection of me somehow, but then we make ourselves wrong. Or we're aware, um, you know, I could have loving relationships that are life-giving and, and respectful and, and intimate and connected, and I don't have it. So there's this, like, kind of like a tension in that equation. So we've got to be willing. Will I be willing to be in this tension? Will I be willing to be in this discomfort? And will I be willing to be in the not knowing? Because until we're willing to be in the not knowing, meaning how the hell does this work? I don't even know what this chick is talking about. She's up her butt. <laughs> until we're willing to be in the not knowing, like at least 2%, we won't have enough comfort Comfort meaning ease that we can hear the guidance. Uh, Cindy Lou said to do it for the purpose of doing it rather than doing it for an outcome. Exactly. Yeah, which is non-attachment, which is so hard to even ask of ourselves. You're like, ah, but I have to make it different. Okay, so just 2% non-attachment, right? Okay, I can allow it to be different, but what if I were 2% willing, more willing to be with it where it is, where I am. Because until we're even slightly more willing to be where we are, as we are, how we are, we don't access our power where we are. Yeah, it seems like we'll access our power over here when we get better, I've got to be in non-attachment. But we can't access it over there. We can only access it where we are. Does my body know when agenda Mm, your body will know when, yeah, when you're living an agenda versus living your authenticity, but you won't consciously register that unless you're really present in the body. Cause it might just be like a subtle, you know, pressure on your chest. Oh, I want this thing to happen, but I've got an agenda, right? Like it's not okay if it doesn't happen. And you'll feel the unease in that moment. But if you're like, you know, in the head, everything's good. Everything's great. I'm moving ahead. You won't register that. You won't register the subtle cues from the body. Cindy Lou said, holy crap, this is so up for me right now. How intuitive. Cool. Barbara said, I find with the pandemic, since my views are not aligned with most of the world, when someone else wants me to comply with, say, getting a test before I see them, I said no, which was fine, and then began to lay out all the reasons. Yeah, justifying. I could feel the resistance I was setting up. Any thoughts? Yep. Yeah share your answer without needing to justify. So if you share like, oh, you know what, that that's not going to work for me. And it's not a, I wish I could, but, or, oh, yeah, I don't think so, right? It's you're checking in with who is the truth of who I am? Is that my organic choice? Is that my, uh, is that my true self? 
no, that is not something I would do. Not willing to do that. Okay. So it's just like, that's not possible. So when we live from the small self, we're like, oh, I guess I could try harder to accommodate you, but no, I don't want to accommodate you. So we're in this like two like um, bipolar selves, right? One is like, I'll accommodate and just be nice girl. And then the other one's like, F you, I'm going to do what I want. But they're actually both aspects of the ego. So erase the chalkboard of that and consult the true self. Hmm. Let me try it on. Maybe I hadn't thought about that, right? Maybe I thought about it from the like, I'm not going to do this. I'll never be like that. But what if I check in with my true self? Could I do that? And then you can know, right? If you just receive the question, you look, you're like, mm, yeah, no, that's not going to serve me. That's going to contract me. So then it's just an answer, right? Like, is the sky blue? And you look and you're like, yes. Is this thing here? Yes. Is that that way? No. So it's more of a checking in and then you're just going to report like it's a yes or no, right? Yeah, that's not going to be a problem. Or like, oh, that's actually not possible. So it's objective. When you take the ego out of the equation, it's objective. And when you honor the objective truth that you are, that you don't have to give in a justification. You don't have to give an excuse. You don't have to even get them to understand why. You know, if it's your friend, they're going to respect you back. And if it's not, that's okay. Let them go. Barbara said, this really works. You helped me move energy that was crippling. I hear your voice guide me through the densities. Thank you. I'm here. So great. What do you do with the faults of others? Yeah, so how do we work with the faults of others? So same thing. If we're in stage one, okay, where you're like, I'm, I'm getting some clarity, but I'm still living in separation, lack, victim. When this person has a fault, I'm like, I got to protect myself from them. I've got to maybe have them change. But in truth, when you come to like stage two, which is I'm going to receive all of it as it is where I get my power and now I can make a true choice from my wholeness, right? Versus from fight or flight or from fear. So I'm going to make a true, true choice from my wholeness. Maybe I step away from that relationship. Like, oh, there's this fault where this person can't be honest with me. So I'm not going to work with them anymore or I'm not going to be in a relationship with them anymore. You know, you've got to look at the context of it. Maybe the fault is, um, oh boy, you know, someone doesn't have good hygiene and you're like, mm, maybe we can work with this. Let's see what's possible. You know, so you maybe give them some feedback like, oh, I would love it if, you, you know, shaved your beard and it's ni nice and smooth and soft. And that's either a person who really cares about what you want or one who doesn't. And maybe you realize like, actually, it's not the most important thing to me. I love this person. I'm going to, I'm going to stay anyway with this fault exactly as it is, or what we're calling a fault. Sometimes a fault is like uh, something that is really not negotiable for you where you're like, well, that's not going to work. So if it's not something that um, is, is able to change, you know, get yourself in a different situation. It's always up to you. But in the victim in stage one, it's not. <laughs> you have no choice. You have no power. It's like this other person is oppressing me or you don't understand. They're just this way. And I have no choice. When you're in stage one, your ego is always going to convince you that you're limited, that you're powerless, that you have no choice, that you're a victim. 
And that's how you can be aware of like, wait a minute, I'm not a victim. I'm just hiding out in stage one, right? Because there's nothing wrong with being in stage one, if except when you think you're not, <laughs> you don't know. So if you're like, right, I'm awakening. Stage one is like, that's a realization, but I'm still living in victimhood. And so things like, oh my God, the world could fall apart. Let me go buy three years worth of food. Yeah, that's the right thing to do. But it actually doesn't feel fluid. Mm, that might be a stage one. Not that you couldn't do that same choice from a higher consciousness, but it wouldn't feel like, you know, <gasps> this burden. And so whenever you notice I'm complaining, uh, I feel powerless and I'm proving it to myself, arguing for the limitation. Uh, I'm not getting what I want and there's nothing I can do about it. Like that's when you're in stage one. So how do we move into stage two? And then Brenzian says, I have so much grief over lost relationships. Is that stage one? Yeah, it can be because you're still in the space of, I don't have what I need. I should have that thing and I don't. So honor your grief, which is kind of, this is the point is how do I move beyond this? I have to welcome what's here with willingness, right? Not with rejection. And that's like a paradox to the brain because it's like, no, I can't welcome what's here because that means I'll stay in a shitty relationship forever. But it's not true. If I welcome what's here, I actually take back my power because what I'm welcoming is also my fear, my defense mechanism that says, I've got to fight against this. I've got to stand up for myself. So if I let that go and I welcome what's here, I have clarity, I have power. And that's really all that's needed to make every change that needs to happen and rearrangement that needs to happen. So the first step to that is, okay, well, look where I am. I'm going to realize I'm in an ego delusion. It's okay to be in an ego delusion, right? All I did was stop fighting against it. That's all I did, but that takes all the power out of it. And so now the dragon that I'm fighting against dissolves. I've got to first realize it. I've got to first buy out of my own victimhood. And so what if what you lost in those relationships isn't actually lost? Like maybe you lost that that's the person with you or this thing you did together. But what is it you really miss about that is like the joy or the commonalities or the, oh, I'm so gotten. We have this person and we really get each other. Or maybe there were common goals and visions, you know, common values. And you felt like oh, I have someone I'm so aligned with. Whatever it was, like write down all those things that were in those relationships that aren't, that that person isn't here anymore. And then look. You know, why was this thing so important? Like, oh, every Tuesday night we'd go to that person's house and they would cook me dinner. Okay, what was it I loved about that? What was it that like really lit me up? Oh, being taken care of. Oh, someone gets my, you know, my favorite food and like really cares about what is important to me. So put all those things down. Like those are the true values. Um, and you want to put down like, what, what are those? Because those are all things that are in store for you. And grief is the indication of where um, it's not true. You can't actually lose. Just things change energy and transform. So what if all of those things that are the true heart's desires came to you in the container of a relationship that maybe is the whole picture? You know, so if someone died, 
maybe that was the whole picture, but like they're not here anymore. So this person is alive and you can do it with them. Um, but I know for me, like all of the relationships that I grieved, something better came in. And it was a relationship that had the container for all of that and even more. So sometimes it's like a reclaiming, reclaiming your power. Wait a minute. What if, what if everything is here for me? Who would I have to be and how would I have to see it to know that? Is there anywhere else to buy your book besides Amazon? Is it at Maria's Bookstore in Durango? It's not at Maria's Bookstore in Durango, although I think we will do that soon. Um, we, ju we just revised the cover. Uh, but you can go on my site at drkimd.com forward slash book. Um, and it's available there. Um, I also wanted to add that um, for those in the Alive Woman course or those who would like to be in the Alive Woman course, um, there's a whole piece in there on relationships and specifically on how do we energetically realign? How do we realign our energy system to deepen in our true self so that in the mirror of our relationships, something deeper shows up there? And this is huge if you are in a partnership or marriage or relationships or even like family members, your mother, your child. Like it is so massive how your energy alignment literally calls them to like buck you or calls them to like totally receive you. It's all in your imprint. And for those of you who want to be in the Alive Woman course, um, my husband, Mario, who is my amazing divine partner, um, has agreed to do kind of a bonus call for the women in the course um, to get his perspective on this because you know, here's a guy who is in a relationship with a very, you know, there's like a lot of power in my system. If I'm unconscious, it's going to hit like a brick. And how does he handle that? And how do we wake each other up rather than fight and battle each other? And how do we stand for each other's greatness? Like, whoa, I know this is not you. Where are you? And call each other out, which is very much what happens in our relationship. And it's been really helpful for like women who've come to my uh, live woman retreat because he's, he's come to some of them in the past. Um, he would share things about how to be in their body so that in relationship with their husband or their partner, something very different could show up. And it was amazing what kind of feedback came up from the women. Like, wow, when I learned to own my energy, everything everything was different. And Mario is also like a master of communication. Like we have this, um, this guy who does our internet and he's been pretty checked out. I think he's really like lost in his own life drama and sadness and loneliness. But when he comes, he's like, yeah, I, I got like 30 minutes. So, you know, I might only be able to get a couple things done. And Mario's like, oh my God, I've been waiting for three weeks for you to show up, but doesn't say that, you know, but he's feeling like you've got to be effing kidding me. And he'll immediately drop his guard and like invite the guy in and like, you seem really tense. How are you doing? And like immediately call the guy into a new relationship. And the guy ends up like doing so much for our service, which, you know, kind of is like you should be doing anyway, that he would not have been available to do. And it's always a matter of like, do I want to get what I truly need or do I want to win the battle with this guy's ego? And he's really shown up so beautifully to like be willing to lose the battle, but win the, not win the war, but like win the, win the life, win the game. And it's a win-win because the guy always feels so much better when he leaves here. 
So it's not about a battle and it's not about a war. It's about how do I show up? That's a win-win to, yeah, get what I really need from like the internet guy or whoever, my husband, my child, but to really honor them in the equation as well. Um, so that, uh, course is at drkimd.com forward slash alive. And there are, I think, two spots for the retreat group, uh, which is also on that page, which is in May. And certainly in that group, we will be opening up your energy system and awakening you to many things. So you're in mastery of your, your system and actually creating what you want in your relationships. So the first piece I was going to say, so you got to see them like am i in judgment of them because of course when that guy shows up mario's like oh my god this guy's such a jerk he's showing up he's not even available to help me out so you could have your own energetic you know judgment and stuff and, and if you don't know any of this stuff about yourself just look at like how you feel about your mother <laughs> how you feel about your father and like for some people especially because if i work with people privately soon as this question comes up and I'll feel in their energy field like, whoa, there's a lot of stuff with their mother or their father or this person. And they may be unaware of it and just say, oh, it was good. She's great. She's super sweet. I had a great upbringing. But when we actually delve into the body, it has a totally different story. Like, no, I was not okay with a lot of things that happened. So sometimes we got to go a little deeper to become aware of like, Oh, I'm carrying so much. No wonder that person shows up to me as a freaking tyrant. Like, what am I carrying that's going to keep them? Because you're usually going to be the most conscious one in those relationships. And like, it's going to keep them in the pattern that you're subconsciously putting them in. So when you look at this, you got to clear that first. Like if I want my husband to show up and he's just like, oh, you're awesome, Kim. What can I do for you? Oh, I'm going to I'm gonna really open and show you who I really am and be authentic with you. Who do I need to be? Well, I sure the hell need to let go of any judgment, resentments, uh, past experiences I'm still holding. Like I got to let that go because it's going to come up in the field. And that person is 100% of the time going to feel it 100%, even if they're unconscious of it. So they're more reacting and responding to your unconscious like judgments, resentments, assumptions <laughs> than they are to what you're asking them to be or what you're saying you want. So if you really want to clean up your relationships, you've got to look at like, what am I holding on this person? Or what am I holding into, you know, in my relationships with men? And so how do we get in stage two is like, we've got to accept where we are, as we are, how we are right here, right now. Because the thing that we bring that keeps us locked in stage one, I'm powerless. I'm, I've got to fight. I don't have what I need. I'm lacking. So it's like, how can I open and be at ease? I can't be at ease. And then you'll hear the ego argue like 35 reasons why I can't let go and be at ease. And your ego is going to be right about all of them, but it doesn't mean it's actually true. So what if you allow, and all you're going to allow is receptivity. Soften your body. The thing that keeps people from doing this is you're not immediately going to feel better. You're not immediately going to have the insight. Sometimes you got to do it for like three days. 
do it anyway. Because when you're willing to soften and open unconditionally, infinite insight and guidance can come in. But when you're softening and opening, so I feel better, you're not, it's still closure. I'm softening and opening. Now he better be nice to me. I'm softening and opening. When's my life going to change? I'm still in an agenda. I'm still in attachment. I'm actually still in closure. So your energetic system can't be fooled. It, it, it's a night and day difference between true openness and receptivity, even though I feel like shit. And yeah, I'll open, but it's conditional. So that's really how you allow that stage two. Now what happens in stage two is I'm aware of the changes I want. I know life is a reflection of me, but I'm open. So I'm beginning to get it and I'm beginning to feel a little lighter. I'm beginning to hear, see a little more clearly. Situation's still the situation, but I'm like, oh, insight. Oh, yeah, I am carrying this. See, it takes receptivity even to see what I'm carrying. Because it's like, no, I'm not carrying anything. It's his fault. No, I'm not carrying anything. She's just a bitch. <laughs> right? So the ego wants to defend itself. But you don't, you don't need to defend yourself. You're an infinite being. You're an infinite being of light. There's nothing to defend. You can look. Oh, yeah, I am carrying a lot of fear. Oh, I am giving him my power. I'm afraid he won't give me what I want. Right. So then how I show up is like needy girl or pushy, you know, pushy girl. <laughs> and that's going to, you know, that's off putting. That's going to trigger their ego. It's going to trigger their limitations. It's going to trigger their bipolar compulsive lying behavior. Right. If it's someone, maybe somebody really unconscious that you're dealing with. And, and this was an interesting conversation I had with someone who's like, no, this guy's a liar. So you have to realize in stage one, the world is static. What is, is this guy's a liar. I'm always going to have this problem. There's no way to get through it. Okay. But if you open, you're going to realize, oh, wait a minute. Here's a, here's a possibility. Here's a door to walk through because everything is in flux. Everything, everything, everything. I've had such crazy examples of this. Like one woman I worked with privately was in a custody suit with her ex-husband, the, the dad of the child. And she was trying to move to another state with her now amazing marriage, right? She's got this beautiful man in her life. She's loved and respected. But what did this bring up? He's in this battle. It's a, it was a tug of war right at the second chakra of like, no, I'm going to fuck you. You're not going anywhere. He still held her. Where did he hold her? Through the tendrils of her fear. Through the tent. And what's going to trigger fear? Nothing's going to trigger fear. Like I'm taking your child away. I mean, few things are going to trigger you. So how do I unwind when it's that much fear? Well, we did. We did the work. We allowed the power to come back. And she felt all the fear of like her upbringing, her abusive father, the manipulations. She had had a rape in her past. So many pieces that she had to now receive because she was still in defense, which has you be powerless. She had to receive all of it and let it move through her body, through and out of her experience. And do you know he went the next day and they dropped the whole suit? It was months and months and months of her, you know, just torturing her. The whole suit got dropped the next day, just like that. They found out one piece of information 
It completely devalidated his story. Done. She's free. She moved. It was like that. But the point is in stage two, it will be like, well, the outer thing isn't changing, right? Like, okay, I feel a little more at ease, but my lab values still show that I have cancer. Okay, so you don't want to be in that. Just go to where the power is. All right, shit's still hitting the fan, but I feel a little more at ease with it. Stuff's still happening in my relationship, but I feel more insight. I have more insight. I have more power. I don't have the fear I used to have. So if you, what you focus on expands, take it and run with it. Let it be enough. You know, in stage three is you're living the outcome. Like, oh, you know, you've shifted your energetic. So now your relationships show up in wholeness, show up in love, show up in mutual respect, show up in authenticity. What do I do when myself and my husband have lost ourselves in the relationship? Well, you're aware enough to see you've lost yourself. So you're not totally lost. So the first, and this happened to me the other day, I was trying to put a project together and it was like, oh, I'm not clear. I'm not clear. I'm not clear. And I called my friend Maggie and was like, I just really want to feel clear. And she's like, well, you can't have what you're not, but are you clear? Are you aware that you're unclear? I'm like, oh my God, I'm so aware. She's like, well, so you're clear enough. <laughs> you do have clarity. You have the clarity to know that, that you're not clear enough to have this project. So just be in, because if you're aware that you're aware, it's like way better than just being totally asleep. And it, it ignited something really powerful in me because I realized like, oh, I'm not in clarity and it's okay to be not in clarity because I'm aware I'm not in my clarity. So that awareness in and of itself is clarity. You can only expand what you do have. And so now, you know, that was like yesterday. I'm not ready to go visit the project and put the logistics of it together, but I feel so okay with that. I feel at peace, right? So it'll come together when it comes together. It's fine. But what I do know is that I'm clear this is not the 10 seconds to do that. And so in this 10 seconds, I'm going to do something else. So it's the same thing like, oh, hey, do you know, we both lost ourselves in this relationship. How do you feel about that? Or maybe you have different words for it to, you know, explain it because maybe he doesn't see it. And you're like, wow, you know, I used to really have a sense of self. And now I'm kind of like just what everybody else wants me to be, but I don't really feel myself in here. Can we talk about that? Can we look at this? What would it take for us to each reconnect in our core so we can show up for each other? From, from, a, from a solid place. How about if my husband is driving me nuts? It's my fault. Ah, so you're first going to take the fault out of it because if you're making it wrong, that's like I said, in that stage one, you're bringing the energy that you're trying to change. So the first thing to look at is what is arising in me, right? Like he does this and I'm like, ah, this is driving me crazy. What is coming up in me? Because until I'm ready to receive it, I can't change it. I can't leave it. I can't go into acceptance. When I'm in resistance, right? What you resist persists. So it's like, oh, when he does this thing, what do I feel? What happens for me? What do I experience that I don't want to experience? And until I'm open to having the experience, I can't make a change to not have the experience. <laughs> Right. Because I'll be like, why do you keep doing that thing? You should just stop. 
but what you resist persists, right? So if I'm like, all right, I don't like it when I have this kind of experience, but let me just 2% be more willing to be where I am. So that 2% less resistance. Now I'm in a whole different consciousness. I'm less attached. I'm less resistant. I'm less in contraction and more in receptivity. Now I can look and I can have a conversation with that person like, hey, you think we could change this? Because I don't like it. Which is night and day from, stop doing that. It's driving me crazy. Right? Option two, leave some space for the other person to be open and look. Oh, yeah, that must be pretty annoying. I'm totally going to stop that. Versus in the second example, what are you talking about? You're not perfect either. Like, who knows what they're going to say, but it's going to be a reaction. You've got to clear something in you first. Um, <laughs> sorry, Laura. Paola, I have this partner. I have this partner, really old paradigm, doesn't nurture my soul, but so kind. I don't know what to do. Plus, he provides the money. I feel so conflicted. You've got to get in your own clarity, right? Because you're not in your clarity yet. Clarity is, um, wow, this really isn't working for me. Even though A, B, and C are there, D, E, and F are equally important and essential. And I'm going to stand for having the whole enchilada, right? That's clarity. Where you are is like A, B, and C in there are there. That's good. You know, D, E, and F are not. Is that, am I okay with that? Can I work with that? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> you have to get, you know, like, am I willing to be in a relationship that doesn't nurture my soul? Mm, ponder it, right? Get curious. You may get some clarity about like, actually, the reason my soul isn't nurtured is because I'm in my own defensiveness and I got a shield right over my solar plexus and I'm not even showing up to this relationship in a way that he could really nurture my soul. I'm in my protection. He can't even feel my soul. So you got to look what's actually happening versus what my mind thinks is happening. Barbara, I feel a team of energy working on me, many angels of energy. I know nothing of this every time I check in and sit with myself. I'm feeling like as my body heals these last few days, the bubbles in my plastic are being popped like bubble wrap. There's a lot of air. This is really happening. That's awesome. Lori, how do we let go of the armor that no longer serves us, but we think we'll die if we don't let it go? I want to breathe and eat. Um there's so many things and and certainly in the alive woman course that's like what all the work and all the integrations are there's like exercises we do when we go a lot deeper um and if all you do is stuff in your body physically it's going to start you on that journey it's going to start you on that journey because soon as you soften your body physically you begin to feel things that the armor is protecting you from feeling you know, because maybe at three, you weren't capable of like having that experience. But now maybe at 33, you totally are. You just haven't let it in. So willingness is the most important part. Yeah, Yalen, I realized I pushed my husband away because unconsciously I've been comparing him to my abusive father. But my husband is not like that at all. Yeah, I know. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. I um, have had that before, too. Like, certain triggers come up and then you're in a projection. You're not even seeing that person. You're seeing, um, you know, 
your fear. <laughs> Diana found it hard not to focus on the lack of love, close relationship, satisfying friendship, connection, and sense of belonging. Any suggestions? Yeah. What you focus on expands. And so sometimes you've got to neutralize that by just letting it in, right? Like, wow, I'm so sad. I feel so lonely. And just love the one who's lonely and nurture her and tell her, I love you. It's okay to feel what you feel. Right now, that part of you isn't so, I need your attention, right? It just needs love. But now that it's not like needing so much of your attention, it's a yes and. Yes, I love this part of me that feels so lonely and sad and I choose to move into something more fulfilling. I choose to move into wholeness in my life. So sometimes we just have to really meet our pain. What if making that type of decision, putting together a project is time sensitive? I know it's fucking crazy. The mind makes it be important. That's the, that's the, oh, the thing that's freaking crazy. The mind makes it be important. And I have never, ever, ever had a situation ever that that was actually real, right? Meaning like if I softened into it and was like, no, it's not, it's not the right time. Be anxious for nothing. This 10 seconds is calling me into something else um, that, that it didn't like get canceled or get moved or get taken care of for me. It, I just never had that happen. But I will tell you that the looming time thing will keep you from surrendering and it will keep you in the tension like nobody's business. So you have to let go of like, okay. Because the reality is maybe by surrendering, I do meet the time frame. Like let's say 10 minutes from now, I've got to have an answer about blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't know. And in this 10 seconds, it's like, just let go. In this 10 seconds, I'm not even going to go there. I'm just going to like let it go and do a breathing exercise. <laughs> well, wouldn't that bring the clarity so that when nine minutes and 59 seconds is up, like, boom, there's a, there's a light bulb that goes on that I've had that happen as well. Um, I mean, it's just all the time, you guys, like when I do a group call for embracing health, um, sometimes there's a theme that comes in and I'll be aware of that theme. Sometimes I'm not, but as soon as the thing clicks on and we're in zoom, it's there because I'm not waiting for it. I'm like, it's there when I need it. So I'm just like completely at ease and completely receptive. It's there. So I don't even get nervous if two minutes before the call, I'm like, I still don't know the theme. It's zero. Mm -mm. So don't buy into that. It's so crazy. May end up costing more if I wait till I'm clear. Yeah. What's it going to cost you? It's going to cost you your well being to hold, right? To be like, <gasps> right? What are you going to like say? It's going to cost you a thousand dollars. And you're like, oh no. So I got to make sure I meet the deadline, right? So you're basically for a thousand dollar trade-off, you're like making yourself toxic and miserable in this moment, which is funny because most people would pay thousands of dollars just to feel better. So you realize like, okay, maybe I'm just willing to have it that way and to receive that thousand dollars with grace and ease so I can pay it over there. That's okay, because when you choose grace and ease in the now, it comes in every way in your life. It shows up. The uh, resources show up, but you have to resource yourself. How do we see we are in protect protection? 
Yeah. So you maybe feel the tension or physical pain in your body, or you see yourself being defensive in your relationships, um, or you're complaining about something, or you're like, I just don't understand. Oh, it's so crazy. And this one person in my life last summer, <laughs> I just don't understand. Why can't you help me understand? And I was just sitting there. We were all at this big family dinner. And I was like, does she really think I'm going to play this game with her? And I just like sat there and breathed and relaxed. And the more I relaxed, the more um, like overtly abusive she became until she just get literally stood up, screamed, had like a tie, you know, a little tirade and uh, finally left the party. <laughs> so, you know, don't fall for it. Right. But if that person were actually receptive to what she was asking me to explain to her, she, she could have, you know, it would, it would have looked very different. There was just no way I was going to go there because I'm like, there's zero receptivity, right? Tell me then, you explain it to me. <laughs> so if you, if you see yourself defending or um, uh, uh, judging, you know, uh, complaining, it's, it's kind of all the same thing. Or you just feel the tension in your body. Mm. My bubble is so quiet. My bubble, but it's so quiet. No drama. Yes, yeah, so you stay in a bubble so you don't let in the, the big bad world. But until you realize, Jennifer, um, what it's costing you, you won't dissolve that bubble. Mm -mm. Right? That's why you got to get more present in your body to actually see, oh my God, this, yeah, I'm protected, but this is not real aliveness. All right. I love you guys. I'm here every week for Mind Body TV at 11 a.m. Mountain Time. And in the Mind Body community and Facebook, we've also been playing in Instagram uh, and on my YouTube channel, Dr. Kim Doramo. So you can subscribe. Definitely hit the like button, hit the bell if you want to hear more when we go live, when I post a video. Um, the more you um, click the subscribe, if this is something that resonates with you or leave a comment or hit the like in uh, Facebook or in um, YouTube and Instagram, you know, the more people find this content, the more people will uh, find this who are looking for information like this. I am at drkimd.com and you can subscribe for more um, updates and offers of what we have going on. Um, we do, as I mentioned, have the Alive Woman course. My husband is going to be doing a special addition to that. He's an incredible, incredible, powerful man in a very conscious relationship. And I've seen him over the last years just become more and more conscious every day. And so he's going to just share um, his insight and feedback on being in relationship and with someone who you think like, well, they really don't get me or, you know, it, from his take, it's like men want nothing more than to please their women. And it's impossible for them to do it when we're in our own contraction. And so like, what can you do to open your man? It'll be a lot of insight on that. Um, and that's going to be for those who are in the Alive Woman online program. Uh, for those who would like to accompany me at the retreat in Scottsdale next month, the dates are the weekend of May 18th, 19th, 20th, 21st. And there's still a couple spots left. And the information for that is also on the page at drkimd.com forward slash alive. Thanks, Paige. Yeah, lovely that your dear husband will share. He is awesome and he's such a giver. He's super, super insightful. I think this will be just a massive, massive contribution to women everywhere 
So we don't have the date for that yet, but it's coming up soon. So be sure you're registered for the course if this resonates with you and you'd like to be there with us and ask questions. All right, yes, this will be saved. Um, can we attend virtually? Yes, you'll be able to attend that call um, virtually. Oh, for the retreat? I don't know if that's what you're talking about, but yes, the, the, the Alive Woman course is what I created for those who aren't able to come to the retreat. So you're getting some of the nuggets of what we're doing at that work. And um, you'll have this call with Mario as well. All right. I love you guys. I am super excited to be connecting here with you. I'm sending you my love and just sending you my courage because relationships can be really intense, especially in times like what we're going through now, where there's like intensification of people's fear and hostility and protections and programs. And it's really just a big moment to choose Will I keep living from my programs and staying in limitation? Or will I begin to live from my heart and open to truth and abundance and love and nurturance and health and wealth? It's all here. So I think everything that's coming up is also a blessing because it's really having people see that choice and having people feel the pain of not making that choice so that we can begin to choose to live more in wholeness and more in connection and collaboration. Thank you for being here. I love you and I'll see you soon. Bye. You've been listening to the Mind Body TV podcast with Dr. Kim Duramo. For a special download to assist with integrating this work, go to drkimd.com forward slash podcast.